Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello and welcome to the podcast of this week's One Life Left Radio Show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. Uh, hurried ending to that, uh, to this week's show, uh, running out of time there, but uh, flew by, Steve. Yeah, lot to discuss. It's good to... Have our catch up today after we missed out on one yesterday. Yeah, even better to not have one. <laughs> given, given it was perfect, given what you were able to achieve, mm. uh, which is exciting, and will be revealed towards the end of the show. And you did a lot as well, which will be revealed at the start of the show. Uh, I will uh, spoil the show to say that the, the my, the, my house is currently still standing, and that there's been an update that it might have been a cheese explosion in the oven. Oh. Um, so, you know, it looks like I made the right decision to you, stay in the show and carry on recording. Oven can, or, can you imagine or what microwave? If I'd sat- Do you call a microwave like, an oven? Do you, like you, personally? No, uh, no, sorry. No, I meant, no, I call it the microwave. Okay. All right. Sorry. Um, That's another uh, call forward to a part a of the forward, show. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it looks like I made the right decision to uh, carry on recording. Would have been embarrassing if I if, if if now we all had to live in the shed <laughs> because I'd chosen to carry on mm. broadcasting. And then who knows whether the show will have aired or not? Well, it could have cost me the house mm. um, because um, we didn't go out on One Life Left last week. We didn't. We didn't. So it was a podcast exclusive. Sorry, didn't go out on resonance. I can't speak today for some reason. I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, yeah, we didn't go out on residence, uh, but we did go out on the podcast. So. Mm, mm. Uh, anything else to add, Steve? I don't think so. Um, I've just been booked. We've just been booked for Mariaki. Well, well, um, we don't know where it's going to be. We've been booked by an agency for mm. an event in Amsterdam. Oh, nice. Um, but they won't tell us where it's, they won't tell us who the client is. But we find out who the client is at, uh, at 4 p.m. today when we're going to have a call with the client. Uh, and um, what I know is it's in Amsterdam on the 16th. I think it's the 16th or 17th of November. It's the day after we fly back from Tokyo. <laughs> nice. Um, and it's um, the it's Unite. It's going to be Unite, uh, the Unity okay. Conference. Yeah. So um, if anyone's going to that... We will probably see you there unless someone else in Amsterdam has booked us uh, on that day. So come along. Uh, I enjoyed it when we did it in Berlin at Unite. Yeah, super fun, wasn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. But obviously, before then, we've got very big... generous, very generous bar from what I remember. That was the one with the fire breathers as well, right? Like in the audience, I think. Was it? You probably know. <laughs> very generous yeah, bar. Because it's a very generous <laughs> bar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. good All right. Well, uh, have, I look forward to hearing about how that went. I have to rewrite the uh, Walking in Memphis version we've got about Unity for various reasons. Uh, but also because, you know, it talks about John Riccatello and he's gone now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's it from me. Okay. That's it for me. But this is just the start of us. Uh, here's the show. <laughs>
Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron and I'm turning my volume down. Are you? I am! Sorry, was I a bit too on? Hype man, yes. Yeah, very, very on. I was just thinking as I listened to our wonderful theme, um, I wonder if there's any piece of music I've heard more than the One Life Left theme tune. I used to, um, when I was working on uh, Candy Crush, we once speculated that the Candy Crush theme was the most listened to um, theme in the world mm. at that time. Might be, might mm. be. I mean, maybe there is a piece of video game music, that, like maybe the iconic Mario theme in all its versions, I'll have heard more than OLL. Don't know. How are you, son? I'm all right, thanks, Steve. Uh, I'm, yeah, I survived. Mm. Following last week's cliffhanger, <laughs> I stayed in the shed. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit nippy in the shed. I got a jumper on today, and I um, I started the day with the radiator between my thighs. Think on. <laughs> Don't want to. Don't want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop my thinking. No. I'm not wearing any trousers. Well, Just the radiator know, between my thighs. I mean, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know if you did make it, because for all the listeners know, you're just another Charles bot. I've just taken all of your excellent radio performances, fed them into the AI, and this isn't real. Very similar sense of humour. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's on just a, a li- clip show. I don't know. On a light-hearted note, Steve, here mm-hmm. are some ways in which you um, in which you could avoid death. <laughs> Very Charles bot. Um, mm. Have you had a, you had a good weekend then? Uh, the weekend was good. Uh, yes, I got an unexpected uh, day to myself yesterday, as did you. Mm, it was it was great. Those of you who've been waiting for us in Regent's Park <laughs> for a couple of weeks will have been disappointed uh, to to note that when our family outings <laughs> happened, we were not present. It's a good job you checked in just beforehand, isn't it? How angry would you have been if you were I would have livid. Yeah, you would Absolutely have been, you? furious. Absolutely furious. But it didn't happen. Uh, a good time was had by all accounts, but it was not had with us there. We were having our own individual good times, weren't we, Simon? I watched the Cricket World Cup. Mm-hmm. I played Titanfall 2. I ran 5K and then I went down the pub. Wow. I know. That's the big four, isn't it? The Grand Slam. Isn't it? Well done. Um, Thanks. What did you do? I uh, watched the Cricket World Cup. I uh, played a video game, which I'll talk about later in the show. Um, and I think that was pretty much it. I didn't run 5K. Well done, Simon. Thank you. Congratulations. Got it down to 27 minutes. All right. No big deal. Um, we're a video game radio show. We're going to be talking about video games this episode, as we have done in most of our previous episodes. Uh, we will be talking about... The game that I played over the weekend, and we'll be talking, we'll be going through letters. The listeners have done well again this week, haven't they? Thank you, listeners. Thank you so much for that. We'll be talking about um, the news with Charles Bot very, very shortly. And will we be doing your your feature? Uh, we will be we'll doing a short feature. I've got a new feature for you. News just in. Stop um, it. Well, uh, text messages you don't want to receive while you're recording a radio show, which is, I think our mic, <laughs> I think our microwave is on fire. <laughs> Just glancing over at the house out of the shed window. You see any smoke? Not currently. Let me. Um... Uh, let me just find out if I need to pop down to the house. I mean, that would be one way of me keeping warm, wouldn't it? <laughs> Won't it? All right. Well, while you do that, I'm going to fire the news intro. Okay. Me, Charles Bot 1.1. In a high-stakes game of My Logo's Bigger Than Yours, PlayStation and Xbox have been battling it out on the Las Vegas Sphere, a gigantic LED-clad arena. Xbox kicked off, turning the Nevada skyline green with its spherical logo. PlayStation retaliated with a larger-than-life ad for the PS5 exclusive, Spider-Man 2, featuring Peter Parker, Miles Morales and Venom. The game, 
which continues the story from 2018's Spider-Man and 2020's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, has been met with rave reviews, making it one of Insomniac's highest rated games to date. Who needs Vegas lights when you've got console wars, eh? Now imagine if other games got in on the action. Minecraft could turn the sphere into a giant pixelated cube, but they'd probably have to mine a lot of virtual gold to afford it. Fortnite could drop a battle bus on the sphere, but they'd have to win a victory royale to cover the cost. And let's not forget Among Us. They could project a giant imposter on the sphere, but they'd have to successfully complete all their tasks to foot the bill. In the end, it seems the house always wins in Vegas, even when it comes to video game advertising. Thanks, Charles. Um, you must be excited about Spider-Man, Simon. You loved the, the first Miles Morales game. Uh, and the Peter first Peter Parker game, Steve. Uh, I am excited. Some strange things have happened in the Byron household this week. Uh, quick fire update. The house mm-hmm. isn't on fire. Oh, um, well. Currently. Um, uh, yeah, I, so, you know, uh, we're into, um, you know, spooky season. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's my birthday and then it's Christmas and people want suggestions of what they can get me for my birthday and, and Christmas. And um, I'm so excited about Spider-Man. Um, but the PlayStation 5 is under the projector in our sort of in our den we call which isn't the room where i normally play games normally playing Mm. games on my handheld in the lounge um and so i thought well you know uh, it'd be good to be able to play it anywhere in the house isn't it so um i suggested i suggested to my wife that she buy me the playstation portal for (laughs) now i can't believe well i didn't think of this of all the people who's actually going to buy one and have it in the canal by it's it's the perf- well it's first of all it's the perfect present isn't it mm. because i do want one but i don't yeah. want to buy one <laughs> of course that's the ideal present um yep. and then so i was like okay yeah cool you know that and that sort of solves that mm-hmm. uh, issue but then i thought oh hang on a minute though it's just gonna be doing what you can do anyway with a remote so i spent some of saturday mm. uh, setting up uh, remote play on the um on the ally uh which works intermittently and, <laughs> and then i thought well uh, is the playstation portal going to work intermittently mm. i don't know i don't know so i've i've asked uh, the family to stand down on that gift until i look into it a little bit more but yes i was thinking about buying some new hardware so i can use my existing hardware Amazing. to play the sequel to a game uh, that i very much enjoyed what about this uh, big old advertising sphere in Nevada, Simon? Well, you wonder how long this is going to last for, don't you? Because uh, there's lots of news stories um, showing who has spent that money to advertise for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's nothing really sophisticated about the stunt itself. It just costs a lot of money. Um, I think I saw it costs about $450,000 <laughs> to advertise for the day. You know, but what that means is that you get news stories all over the uh, all over the gaming world, don't you? So, um, mm. yeah, I wonder how long they will last. But yeah, it was it was it was odd that Microsoft did it first, and then Sony. Obviously, they've been booked in months in advance. Uh, Sony do it the day afterwards. It does remind me uh, back in the olden days when um, I was doing PR. The one thing that everybody used to do, that in turn everybody would write about, mm. was sail something down the Thames. <laughs> Uh, that was the the sort of go to uh, PR stunt, which got a lot of coverage. I think. Um, who knows if they still do it? Have you seen that the Sphere may be coming to London on the Thames? They're going to sail on the, it Thames, down the Thames. Yeah, they? we'll just roll it down. Yeah. They? The um, no, apparently uh, they're trying to build one in Stratford uh, to okay. the horror of locals because it's all right building it in Nevada where. You know, there's lots of desert and flatland where there's not much to see, and already there's just big old bright lights anyway. In Stratford, they'd be destroying the natural beauty of the London Olympic Stadium or whatever and, else. And, and, Westfield. Westfield. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does look, I mean, it looks impressive, I have to say. And even, um, you know, uh, looking at the U2 concert, I thought that looked impressive. I bet as you well. were. You were. Well, you know, you two are long past their sell-by date, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But he was, oh, it'd be quite good to go and see that. Because, um, yeah, from the on the inside, because it's projecting on the inside, and what they're doing with all the animations there looks spectacular. Mm. It did um, look incredible. There's a there's a movie that people were saying you should see as well. Natural beauty, sort of right. 
IMAX-ish uh, type thing. I can't remember by a famous director. But I, oh, yeah. I can't remember. Um, but I, anyway. I, I can't. I can't imagine living anywhere close to. And, and how are you? How are well, people able to drive? Yeah, how are people able to drive close to it as well when it's got a big smiley face on it and all of that sort of yeah. stuff? I, I mean, I joke about the natural beauty of uh, East London, uh, but you don't want that thing anywhere near you. Uh, no. Don't want it on the skyline either. So, have, have you seen what it looks like up close when the lights aren't on? No, it's just small, uh, like um, hockey ice hockey pucks, LED mm. ice hockey with quite some distance between them. Right. Okay. Um, rather than you know what I imagine, which was just like you know panels, proper panels. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks cool. Uh, it gets tongues wagging. It shows, you know, which companies have got $450,000 when they're also laying off their staff. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, how long it will continue for, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I fear for the residents of Stratford then. Paradox. Interactive and harebrained schemes are set to part ways following a mutual agreement. The decision comes after the underwhelming launch of their game, the Lamplighters League. Despite my own fondness for assembling teams of misfits to stop ancient cults, a typical Tuesday night for me, the game's (laughs) commercial reception was weaker than expected. Paradox, who acquired harebrained schemes in 2018, will retain ownership of the game. The two companies will officially separate on January 1st, 2024, leaving harebrained schemes to seek funding and partnerships for an independent future. Best of luck to them, I say. Hmm. Okay, so this is... For the last, uh, you know, four or five years on One Life Left, there hasn't been a news section without the an acquisition story. But now we're going the other way. Acquisition. Yeah, de-acquisition. Yeah, it's an odd one, this, isn't it? I mean, a um, couple of days after this launched, um, it was written off by Paradox. I think they wrote off sort wow. of $26 million. Um uh, yeah, within the week of launch because mm. it wasn't performing to expectations and now they're splitting up with the studio. I don't know. I, you know, an awful lot of bad news around it. I, I did realise I've made a little mistake with the news. There were two paradox stories in this week's one and there's no, and there's no dogs doing games done quick story, which uh, <laughs> which I know you love, Steve. Um, uh, so we will come back to paradox uh, shortly. But yeah, this is a game um, that they spent a lot of money on. Um Launched into Game Pass mm-hmm. and then was written off um, almost immediately. So uh, it'd be really interesting to understand exactly sort of what went wrong. I, I will say, as a fan of Paradox games, sort of fans mm. of these games generally, Lamplighters League never looked, <laughs> never was. Uh, I was, I was never interested by it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can? Like, we're all so stats led these days, aren't we? I know you're. A big fan of wish lists, as you've talked about repeatedly on the show. Well, love them, Steve. But you know, these... you might as well you might as well cash the money when the wish list lands. Ka-ching! <laughs> Ka-ching! Stats that you can see in advance of your game's proper launch um, are they, you know, absolutely certain to define that launch? Uh, because it feels like that's. I mean, that that's that feels like a mobile game culture thing right like people big mobile game companies constantly launching small 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 games all the time and if they don't get picked up then they'll can them straight away uh because they know you know it's a gambling game right and sure there is a chance a small chance that uh, something will get picked up in the long tail and then kick up from there but um yeah i just i, I, I don't know like if you're playing a numbers game yeah, I, you, you just have to keep an eye on the numbers, don't you? Let's have a look now. So there are 84 people playing it currently. The mm-hmm. peak today is 241 people. Mm. And the all-time peak was 773 people playing it. Now, those are numbers that the that, that indie publishers, small indie publishers, mm. would be pretty pleased with. But if you spent $26 million on a game, yeah. it just you know simply isn't going to add up. Now, looking at followers, they've got 20,000 followers. That will have gone up. Um, when they launched, but still, you know, what, what does that imply? They they would have launched with 150, 200,000 wish lists, presumably. Now, mm-hmm. you know, they, those are fairly decent numbers. One one publisher told me down in Brighton that they don't launch with anything under 200,000 wow. wish lists. Um, 
so yeah, you know, it was it was it was uh, whatever they were doing for the pre-launch marketing um, was certainly attracting some of the um, interest, but. Um, and that's where it goes down to, isn't it? Like that's what it comes down to is that at this point, dev costs have scaled down, but marketing spend has to scale up if they're going to increase those numbers. And so you look at the twenty six million they've spent, and are they going to have to double that in order to? Uh, and that's, I guess, what's done for the game. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just um, uh, it's just interesting to see that decision being made so soon. Um, you know, without without any of those levers being pulled. The new King Kong game, Skull Island: Rise of Kong, has been met with criticism for its subpar graphics and incomplete animations. This game, developed by Iguana Bee and published by Game Mill Entertainment, is reminiscent of the PS2 era, but lacks its charm. Despite the backlash, it's available for £44.99, $49.99 on the PlayStation Store, with a 25% discount for PS Plus members. To improve this game, we could incorporate elements from point-and-click puzzle games. For instance, we could design puzzles where players need to use Kong's strength and agility to manipulate the environment, like moving large objects to create paths or reveal hidden items. This would add a strategic layer to the gameplay and make Kong's abilities more meaningful. Additionally, we could introduce interactive dialogues with other characters, where players' choices affect the storyline. This would deepen the immersion and make the player feel more connected to Kong's journey. Lastly, we could add mini-games that require quick reflexes and strategic thinking, like navigating Kong through treacherous terrain or fighting off enemies. These would break up the puzzle solving and add variety to the gameplay, keeping players engaged for longer. By incorporating these point and click puzzle elements, we could transform Skull Island Rise of Kong into a more engaging, strategic and immersive game. Thanks, Charles. But I'm sure the developer is grateful for your input. Um, what's gone on here, Simon? It's really weird, isn't it? Mm. Um, in that, uh, I mean, it certainly looks like a bad game. Um it's from Game Mill, who have done some good games uh, in the past um, and, and, and have treated, um, seemingly, have treated lots of licenses with uh, affection. Um, and, uh, yeah, they seem to have done okay. Um, but this one <laughs> just looks appalling. Uh, there's been, uh, again, looking at uh, the numbers that we can see, uh, there are five people playing it now out of a morbid curiosity, presumably. Mm. Ten people playing it uh, at most today. All-time peak of 22 and 334 followers. So in terms of what they were doing to market the game beforehand, it doesn't look like much was much was cutting through. Uh, this, to me, shrieks of contractual obligations. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> it's, wondering. It's, uh, um, I remember that classic... Um, is it X Men movie that got no Fantastic Four movie yes. that got uh, put uh, put out just so they would, you know, preserve the rights for a little longer um, and famously bad. Now we I have no idea what's gone on here, or frankly why it's got the coverage it has, uh, given that there are you know weak games that come out every because there are so many games that come out every day. Uh, but it's very interesting. Uh, to speculate on what could have happened. Yes, it's um, yeah. The press do like uh, to, to give something a kick in now and again, and I guess this one is. And despite well, his safely size, he, give yes. something a kicking is <laughs> yeah, the is yeah. the deal, right? Because there's no, not going to be any comeback on on, especially with safety and numbers when everyone's giving it a kicking. Um, like, but I I do. No one set the. There is that truism. I saw someone say it again at the weekend about on a, another story. No one sets out to make a bad game, do they, Simon? But um, what if they did? Yeah. <laughs> what if they did? <laughs> what if, what if they did? We're not saying they did, but what if they did? Like in which case they've apparently achieved everything they set out to, at least according to the reviews. Do you think you'll give it a shot, King Kong? Uh, absolutely not. No, mm. it's. Um... It's £27.99, and that's with a 20% launch discount. £35 wow. normally on the Steam store. So, Although, you know, and if you want, optimistically, you can buy the uh, the Colossal Edition. <laughs> £47.78, it looks like. Still cheaper than Sonic, though, isn't it? That's true. Paradox Interactive has cautioned gamers about possible performance issues with the imminent release of Cities. Skylines 2 for PC, scheduled for next week, 
The publisher's concerns grew after they raised the minimum and recommended specs for the PC version and postponed the console versions until spring 2024. Even though they haven't hit their targeted benchmark, Paradox is confident that launching now is the right decision, assuring ongoing enhancements in the following months. The in-game editor, presently in beta, will debut shortly after the game's release and Paradox mods will broaden modding capabilities for players on all platforms. Well, it seems like technical performance issues aren't just a problem for us mere mortals. Even in the gaming world, they're as common as a commercial product not selling as expected. I guess it's safe to say whether it's a game not running smoothly or a product not flying off the shelves, performance issues are universal. I was trying to get him to draw parallels between uh, Paradox saying that the performance at launch won't be what you expect it and then the commercial performance. Mm. Um because this is really weird. I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, game's not ready. Still putting out though. It's the right thing to do. No, it's definitely the right thing to do. It's not ready. We're going to delay the console versions. It's the right thing to do to put this out now. Mm. I don't, I, I don't know. Somebody's told somebody else in that company when a game's coming out mm. and they've, and they've, uh, they've put a forecast in it and they're going to be in trouble if they don't hit it. But they're mm. just saying now it's not ready. It's not ready, but it's still here if you want to play it. <laughs> exactly. It's on you. It's on you. We couldn't do anything about it. It's on yeah, you. Yeah, I wonder if they'd be bold enough to add it to the store description. It's not ready. It's definitely the right thing to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. Crazy. But let's see. I don't, yeah, it's, there's so much going on. There were 325 games released on Steam last week. Oh, my goodness. There's so much going on at the moment. Uh, that you know, you should be doing everything to give it to give your games the best chance of launch, and mm. uh, you know, by openly saying beforehand that it's not going to be quite as good as it should be. I wonder if there's a sense that Cities Skylines was such a big game, and not a big game like so many other peak for a week, and then just sort of yeah, this was the big game of this week, but. It was. It took over that SimCity space completely, like and and you know, big part of Paradox. And I wonder if there's a sense that, like, um, as well as you know, any internal obligations and and sort of promises they've made to each other that the game will come out, whether it's like the we we have got ages to keep building this. It's kind of an ongoing early access thing where it's like, yeah, well, it's not great right now, but there's such a hunger for a second version of that game that if the problem is performance based like and it's something that we can improve uh it's not like the game itself is rubbish it just doesn't work and that's that's like it doesn't work on just doesn't work yeah just doesn't work i mean apparently you can adjust the settings so um so the i think my my friend uh luke said on Blue Sky that he had adjusted the settings on his so it looks like a game from 2005 and it runs fine now. Because that's exactly what you want to do, isn't it? You want to <laughs> new hardware. I mean, I yeah, I mean, again, it's... it's Yeah. <laughs> to create that first impression, you, uh, you, you load up a game, you've been excited to play it for years, sequel to a game at your door. Let's just turn the graphics down. But maybe that's it, Simon. Maybe they're trying to teach us that gameplay is everything. And actually, if you really cared about me, you really cared about me, you wouldn't care about what I look like. It's about what's inside that counts. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Netflix has been making significant strides in the gaming industry, with reports suggesting that they are considering adding Grand Theft Auto to their gaming catalogue, as per a Wall Street Journal scoop. The streaming behemoth is eager to bolster its first-party offerings with high-profile third-party titles, and already has mobile games based on Squid Game and Wednesday in the works. Since 2021, Netflix has been offering mobile games through its app and is now branching out into high-end games that can be streamed on TVs or PCs. Furthermore, a new California studio, led by Overwatch executive producer Chaco Sunny, is developing an original AAA game. In light of these developments, we propose an original game, Chronicles of the Lost Realm. This game would be a perfect addition to Netflix's growing catalogue. It's an immersive open-world RPG where players can explore vast landscapes, engage in thrilling battles, and unravel mysteries of a forgotten civilization. The gameplay would involve strategic combat, puzzle solving, and character development, offering a rich and engaging narrative that would keep players hooked for hours. 
the cost of developing Chronicles of the Lost Realm would be approximately $70 million. <laughs> this estimate includes the cost of development, marketing, and post-launch support. This investment would not only provide Netflix with a unique and engaging game to add to their catalog, but it would also solidify their position in the gaming industry, attracting a wider audience and increasing user engagement on their platform. <sighs> what do you think is going on over at Netflix at the moment, Simon? Because... Mm. Well, I, I, so th this whole story made me laugh because, um, of course, Netflix would be interested in adding Grand Theft Auto yeah. to its games catalogue. I, mean, yeah. I mean, of course it would. So uh, would I. So, so to report that it would be interested, um, <laughs> see, I mean, you could say that about anything, couldn't you? Be interested in adding Spider-Man 2 to its catalogue, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, lots of... Um, Lots of coverage about this over the last week. And yeah, you know, it makes sense if you are taking games seriously, mm -hmm. uh, then you want some of the biggest games within that catalogue. Um, I've, I've, uh, I've moved on to a new phone, uh, Steve. I've got rid of the, um, the Fold mm -hmm. 4 uh, because, you know, I was just slightly too early in the te technological life of a Fold handheld and Samsung told me that the screen was going to break in six months, probably. <laughs> so I, I had to trade it in before before that happened. Um, and so I've been setting up all of my apps again and uh, I was just downloading some stuff on Netflix. What, what, what have you got? What, what's your new phone? Uh, I've gone for the Notes. Uh, not Notes. Uh, the S23 Ultra. I almost bought a Pixel 8 Ooh. because they had a deal where you were going to get headphones yeah. Yeah. with them and I've yeah. lost my headphones. So that seemed like an economic way of replacing are, my headphones. They are on your head. All oh, right, those big ones. No, I mean the small ones I take to the gym. But the uh, the deal ran out and then I was like, well, I'm not, not doing it now. Doing that then. Yeah. There'll be more deals at Black Friday. Don't worry about I'm that. I'm sure of that, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was resetting up Netflix, looking at some things to download for the flight to Japan. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I looked at their game section, which I hadn't done for a while. Now, for a company that is, you know, reportedly taking games seriously, they're not taking games very seriously. <laughs> um, now, yes, right underneath uh, the Netflix series At Home with the Furies mm -hmm. uh, is their game section. But so they've actually got some decent games in there, but you wouldn't know that initially. So on the so on a horizontal carousel, mobile mm -hmm. games it says, and yes, they do look like mobile games. Mm. Yeah, the the um, the first game is Love Is Blind, Netflix Stories. No mm -hmm. thanks. Uh, but then the next two, they've got Storyteller and Bloom's TD Six. They're both great, mm -hmm. you know, actual games. Then you go into Scriptic, Crime Stories. Too Hot to Handle 2 and Too Hot to Handle Love is a Game. They're next up with Solitaire. Uh, then Terranil, a big Devolver game. Mm -hmm. um, SpongeBob, Get Cooking, Ghost Detective, Sonic Prime Dash, 12 Minutes, World of Goo. Uh, like some no mention on things like Immortality. Um, Oxen Free comes in a little bit later. Um, yeah, so they sort of into the breach. They, they, hide, all, they hide all these sort of in inverted commas proper games mm -hmm. in amongst you know ones which are actual mobile games it seems very strange where would grand theft auto come right at the end i guess behind married at first sight i read half a thing the other day that said the netflix algorithm a, th a theory that said the netflix algorithm is no longer interested in serving you the stuff it thinks you will like instead it serves you the stuff that is cheap for it to make um, because that's the way their catalog. Their catalog used to be huge, right? When they were the the single provider of this sort of stuff, it was like, "All right, lads, can we put your thing on our service?" And everyone was like, "Yeah, no problem." And then everyone else started their own services. And now they've only got this stuff, and things are much more expensive to acquire. And so their model is produce stuff that is cheap and point people towards the stuff that is cheap. Um, now it wouldn't surprise me if that algorithm is is sitting inside the game stuff. So rather than pointing you to the stuff that costs them you know, money for whatever reason to acquire or, or based on the plays it gets, um, that instead they're going, okay, have a look at our internal stuff, like play because we've bought and paid for that. We don't have to pay licensing costs for that. Um, I've heard a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people on my LinkedIn and other feeds being really bullish, like often Netflix employers going, you know, who's going to be the Netflix of games? That's always been the question. Well, let me answer that for you right now. It's going to be us, Netflix. We're the Netflix of games. But I saw another article that said, "Look, they've got all these mobile things, and they've announced these the you know the the 
number of downloads or number of people playing them and it's very low like it's it's not these numbers would not be sustainable for a mobile um games company so i don't know it feels like we're in that cycle where we were it was rumored netflix were going to enter games and then they've entered games and then they've acquired these studios and made a lot of noise about it and then not much has happened and now we're at the sort of part of the new story people are like what now and then very soon their first big release will happen and then we'll enter another phase i think well, presumably they'll put that right at the end of the carousel, won't they? If it's going to cost them a lot of money to get a grand <laughs> yeah, daughter quite. on it, then they'll yeah. you to play it. Why would, why would we? I don't know. I don't know. Um, is that all the news? That's all the news. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Charles Botts. One life left video game news with me, Charles Bot 1.1. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, or maybe you're listening to our podcast. Uh, you can find that at www.onelifeleft.com. There you'll find the show notes that have been put together by our under-caretaker, Phil. He's back on the job after his week off with a broken PC. Well done, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Simon, is it time for Clickmate? Clickmate? There's only one Clickmate story this week, but it's a, it's a classic. Okay. Uh, from our friends at GamingBible.com, Steve, they continue to uh, service up the content that we want to read <laughs> according to my algorithms. Uh, I would like you to tell me what this story is about. Well, you can obviously guess what game it's about. <laughs> GTA 6 development update leaves fans stunned. <gasps> Is okay. This, okay. This is that's the headline, Steve. GTA Six development update leaves fans stunned. Is it? Is the update that there is no update? It's not is quite it, that. Is it the? No. Is it? What would what would be the stunning news, Steve, uh, that would uh, leave leave fans in that state about GTA Six, the development update? Um, is it that it's it's going to be an open world game? I don't know. What is it? Is it? I, I mean, this. I so I have had um, recently. Um, my wife uh, is in a Wordle group with my uh, with my mum and my sisters, and they do Wordle every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter comes in; uh, she likes watching um, Kate do it. Um, um, she refers to it as Quizzle Quaddle. Mummy, can you play Quizzle Quaddle? <laughs> and then she sits down and she puts some words in, and she gets very excited when they get right. Now, I hate Wordle. Mm. Um, I derive no pleasure. I just find it intensely annoying. Um, And, um, uh, you know, often I'm quite happy to watch them both play it in bed together because that means that I don't have to. But sometimes um, there will be time where uh, Kate's uh, gone out of the bedroom and Ramona goes, can you play Quizzle Quaddle? Mm -hmm. And I go, I really can't be bothered. But I I pretend that I'm excellent at it Mm -hmm. by Googling what is today's (laughs) Wordle so I can just put it sort of straight in. Mm -hmm. Now, when you do that, there are sites that every day Mm -hmm. write about what what today's Wordle is. Yeah with pa- five paragraphs of introduction every day. Yeah. Um, now, uh, you know, and it's, it's extraordinary how much, how many words they get out of, you know, what is a five letter word ultimately that you're looking for, but in order for it to count with the SEO, you need to have a proper story. Mm. That's what gaming Bible are doing now mm-hmm. because, uh, the GTA six development update, Steve, mm-hmm. um, uh, I mean, they, they do, um, they reveal it straight away and then go on. Mm-hmm. 
So the the news is the Grand Theft Auto 6 will reportedly use a brand new game engine. And it's an absolute monster, is the opening. Uh, they then uh, backtrack. As we slowly creep our way to the end of October, so does the rumoured announcement for Grand Theft Auto 6. Speculation suggests the 26th of October with the, uh, will be the day with thousands of fans crossing their fingers and hoping for the best. You can feel it, Steve, can't you? You can feel <laughs> fans. I don't know if you've been outside today, but everybody is, is just a... in a sense, fevered speculation. Mm, that kind of tension is quite Isn't quiet it? You can out feel there. It. But if, yeah. you, if you, you, people are whispering, 20, 26. <laughs> Come on, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, They continue. In the meantime, the oven has dinged and a fresh batch of leaked information is ready to eat, this time providing a closer look at what Grand Theft Auto 6 has under the hood. Mm. Anyway, they go on and on and on and on and on and on about it. It's going to use the Rage engine. Uh, They conclude. Wait, does your oven ding? It's on fire at the moment. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, 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 yes, the, the, the microwave dings, doesn't mm, it? The it oven, does. Yeah. The microwave does. oven. Anyway, they conclude. Uh, the final two paragraphs outline how Rage will bolster the game's environment in many ways, such as enhanced lighting effects in addition to a full-on weather system with the various weather affecti- with various weather affecting how you play. This includes slippy roads when it's raining, wind resistance when in an open space, stroke high up and more final paragraph it all sounds very exciting if it's true given how long gta 6 has been in development and how it'll only release on current gen consoles and pc we should hopefully see some kind of advanced game some of the advanced game mechanics listed above i mean that, no that's not that advanced slippy no, if exactly, it's right yeah. you could do that if no, if road slippy if if raining friction equals friction minus one <laughs> that's it perfect um, at no point, I did try and get Charles to do some uh, do, do a joke based around variables earlier, um, uh, but he but he he refused. At no point though does it outline how fans have been stunned mm. by this. It's just it usually means subreddit, doesn't it? They've, there's usually a screenshot of someone saying, "I'm stunned by this news." Yeah. Yeah. No, there isn't. I mean, there are links, but they don't highlight any of the. That's it. Well, anyway, okay. There we go. We'll see you. So look for. I mean, come on, please, 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 October the 26th, please. Mm, please. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see you next week for we will concrete do. news. We will do. Um, I think it's got to be time for our letters section. Email, messages, and forward BCC. Life letters. All right. Thank you. So much for your letters. Yeah, this thank week. you, everyone. Um, Chris, I, I'm going to have to load up the Discord. You do that. Yeah, uh, Chris Conroy writes, "Dear team, Charles Pot and SG, it's been a very long time in the planning, but I finally managed to get to Heart of Gaming, an awesome video game lounge and arcade in Croydon, where everything is set to free play. Brackets the arcade, not Croydon. We had a great day discovering new experiences." I love the arcade versions of Rhythm Tengoku and Teiko no Tatsujin. Uh, rediscovering old favourites, R-Type, as it was meant to be played, stand-up Crazy Taxi, and watching the impact of uh, that the setting had on the way my son's engaged with the games. The three-way battles on Daytona USA kept us engaged more than the two-player sequel. Our little winner stays on Virtua Tennis Tournament had them sneaking off to get in extra practice while I wasn't watching, and the knockabout fun of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with three players held their attention longer than I expected. Very satisfying, both as a dad and a sentimental nostalgic. Possibly the most gratifying thing of the day though were those moments when some banger was playing on DDR alike in the groove and both players absolutely nailed the drop with a left-right jump combination. Is there anything more satisfying? So is there more is there a more satisfying connection between player controller and game? Over to you. I'm off to look up dance mats on eBay. Your crisscrossing correspondent, Chris Conroy. Is there a more satisfying connection between the player controller and game Steve than DDR? I think there are plenty of satisfying games in very very different ways one of which i will talk about in the um in the review section um but yeah for me that it's why in the early 2000s i was so into rhythm action and music games is because it just feels right and i guess you have a lot of that i, I would say um people love that about beat saber right that that feels great now for me um wasn't quite as satisfying as that other one whose name I've forgotten now 
Uh, it is called Rhythm Wavy Wavy Synth Riders. Synth Riders, thank you. There we go. So, Synth Riders, even more so, when you get that right, um, it, it just feels like everything. It's that whole body movement and fed back with all of those, uh, you know, the juice that is in video games. Um, so yeah, it's great, great, great game to watch. I, I thoroughly agree with you, Chris. I love um, Heart of Gaming, and I'm so glad it can exist. Like, I'm so surprised as well. Like, it feels like the sort of thing that would be running for six months, and then they'd find out it's just not economically viable, particularly in the outskirts of London. Um, but it's been going for you know a decade, maybe 15 years now, or something like that. And uh, I'm so, so, so pleased for them. Have you got any high scores on the on the cabs down there, Steve? I've only been once. Uh, I think I've said this on the show before. I played with um, our friend and One Life Left theme author, Ian. Uh, we went down. I played Ikaruga, confirmed I think it's rubbish. Uh, played Ghosts and Goblins or Ghouls and Ghosts and comp- confirmed that is just too difficult. And then we sat down and played F-Zero GX on a GameCube for the rest of the day. Uh, but this was back when it was in Acton. I haven't been to the uh, the Croydon edition. But thanks for the letter, Chris. Um, I've got one here from BlueJ712. J uh, on Discord. Hi team, I've just finished listening to episode 523 where both of you were ill. As we are now into the cold and flu season, what are your top three comfort games for when you're feeling poorly? Love the show. Thanks for all the laughs and gaming chat. Comfort games, Simon. Uh, I fired up Marvel Snap again mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, yeah, I, I, I had to sort of back away from it because I could feel myself being drawn in. Um, but uh, yeah, reasonably slow pl- slow pace, which I think is what you want when you're feeling a little bit poorly. Yeah, agreed. Uh, crosswords, that kind of thing. Word games. <laughs> what the, what's your name for Wordle? Quizzle Quizzle. Quizzle Quizzle, that kind of thing. I, I like sitting there, not doing anything, testing myself, but not against the clock. Uh, perfect for me. Another one on the Discord. Uh, Drew Merson writes, dear team and SSG question marks, question mark, I've trouble talking today. Since Friday afternoon, I have been getting my teeth sunk into Insomniac's Marvel's Spider-Man 2, having previously gorged myself on the original and Miles Morales standalone DLC. It's a meaty thing to get stuck into and I love it. I'm acutely aware though that one person's meat is another man, another person's poison and where I see a wealth of content to keep me immersed in the world and spending time with a character I love, also Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West or Ghosts of Tsushima. Other people just see Ubisoft bloat and a map awash with an impenetrable layer of icons. I recognise that as a child and partner and as of recently, sadly, pet-free person. I have a luxury of time that some others don't. I don't mind that a minigame is eating into the time spent joyously web-swinging around New York because I have plenty of time for both. I don't want developers to bin this extra content, but I can see why those with less time might see it as filler. What's the answer? Should developers of these sprawling open world titles add availability options alongside the growing, and not before time, accessibility options? Having the choice to automatically unlock skill points and upgrades based on percentage of story completion for those who want to just follow the main quest? Accessibility options allow many tasks side tasks to auto-complete, but those intimidated by the icon abundance might want to get rid entirely with the toggle of a switch. Toodlepip, Drew. That's a really good point, Mm. Drew. Thank you for that. It's funny, isn't it? Because um, games have started marketing or selling pre-orders with the the idea that they will give you a head start with some of these skill points. Mm. Certainly, uh, Spider-Man on PC did that. If you pre-ordered it, you got a few skill points to get a little bit ahead of the game. And I love the idea of the availability options as well. Um, I, I mean, I think that's fully. Uh, I think it's absolutely what the industry needs to do. We need to get away from difficulty settings in video games um, and move towards time settings in video games. So many of these um, huge AAA games where that have mechanics in that you end up repeating three or four times because you have to get most out of them if you've sunk you know half a million quid into developing a crate pushing system 
would be better if you only did them once. And if you could play a version of The Last of Us that was two hours long and communicated all of the important story beats like without the padding, then I would probably only dislike it about half as much as I do already. <laughs> I, that's what I want, though, in games, is I want... Um, I, I mean, let the main... Ver- let the full 12 to 40-hour version be a director's cut or whatever, but produce this as a, you know, a solid between two and four hours experience that I can play through and get the feel and the joy of that game. And if I want, go back to the full version. Play, play that if I want, but... Uh, there are so many brilliant experiences that, as someone who is time poor, I miss out on because I know I only have time for, you know, one or two Starfield size games, you know, uh, a quarter or something like that. Um, and I, I won't play all of those, right? I played Starfield for 12 hours before I dropped out because it's boring. Um, I. I I want to play more of those experiences and games are hobbling their audience size by not offering that option. So agree with you, D- uh, Drew. We have yes. another, another letter. Uh, do we? We do. Um, here we go. It's from Morgizi. Um, dear team. Thank you. Regarding games that will make you ill, Fantasy Star Online always gave my brother migraines for some reason. It was difficult to see if it was due to the Dell Sabres or the Rag Rappies. P.S. I just got an email from Star Citizen to say the thing I backed more than 11 years ago is getting towards completion. It sounds like they're organising a global get-together to celebrate. Is the architect of the UK Kickstarter campaign in <laughs> Yeah, I saw that as well. Crikey. Yeah. That's huge news. I, I can't believe that's not... Made the made Charles Bot's news section. Star Citizen is is there? No, uh, Squadron Forty Two. Oh right, okay. Uh, which is you know this it, almost qualified. You know, I'm sure I'm surprised the Gaming Bible haven't uh, revealed this news. <laughs> it shocked everybody. Radio shows, radio show hosts shocked by <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, cool, cool. Okay, that's the letter section again. You've done amazing work this week. Listeners, thank you so much for that. If you want to write to us, uh, add yourselves to our letters section, we would really appreciate it. You can do that right now by emailing team at onelifeleft.com or by adding your voice to our Discord. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, it's just me and Simon today we've got about 13 minutes left um any other business no uh it's been head down i've been heads down head i've been head down team has been heads down Mm -hmm. last week we launched hexarchy on thursday which has gone okay um you know busy week as mentioned 325 games um we did a little a little trick. <laughs> we launched at four o'clock, and I, I could see that lots of games were launching at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I asked our guys just to hold fire until four o two, pushed live, because because if you get onto new and trending, it's chronological. Mm. Uh... And we hung on, we hung on new and trending until this morning, uh, while a couple of games that also launched at four, they were they were goodbye. Oh, very clever, little, Simon. Little top tip for you there: don't tell anyone. <laughs> that's really good that's really good um yeah i've been i've been busy with uh game development as well uh and planning for some future one life left and mario Kart adventures because we're going to japan in a couple of weeks aren't we two weeks on wednesday is when we are flying wow so we've got two more show- shows to go mm-hmm. um We've got an evening flight. Like we're flying out seven o'clock in the evening. That's that's unusual, isn't it? What time are we meeting at the pub? <laughs> about <laughs> midday. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> no, uh, I'll be there about probably about f- f- late afternoon. I would have okay. It's, it's exciting. Really, really exciting. Have you thought about what you might bring back from Japan yet? Oh no! Last time I was there, which was um, twenty nineteen, maybe twenty eighteen, something like that. Mm. Actually, probably, yeah, maybe um, maybe 2019. You know, I'm not sure what's happened in between. Um, every day I went to the same shop 
Um, <laughs> it was, I forget what it was called. It was in Shinjuku, but it was um, six floors. Mm. Top three were electronics and the bottom three was a Uniqlo store. Where, um, and I went there every day and I just, uh, I just looked at all the video game stuff. Um, I'm, so I worry I'll be bringing back mini arcade machines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very, very close. Very, very excited uh, about it now. Um, we will be recording a show out there. We, we're also, are we going to go to Nintendo World? I think we're going to try and get to Nintendo Land, yes. Yeah, yeah, so very, very excited about all of this stuff and you will definitely hear more about it on the show. Um, while we're out there, I guess we will do the reviews now. Why not? Here it is, Simon. Well, we know what you've been playing already. <laughs> And I finished um, Assassin's Creed last last week. I can't remember. Uh, I don't think I, don't I quite think had so, that. No. no, but I did finish it. I rolled the credits. Oh wow! Well done. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, uh, I, according to the Steam store, it took me twenty two hours to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I died ten times, or desynchronized, as Ubisoft likes to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like more than that. I have to say, there were a couple of bits I found a little bit tricky. But overall, uh, yeah. And then towards the end, once you're all skill pointed up to go back to the earlier point, I was a super stealth assassin man. Um, so yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. I would I would recommend it if you like a tightly focused uh, stealth game. Um, uh, but yeah, it doesn't stay. I mean, it stays slightly too long. I didn't mm-hmm. fully understand what was going on at the end, uh, but uh, loved it. Seven out of ten. I then moved on to again. I'm going about what to start. I wanted something that would uh, be a little shorter, a little tighter, and everybody has raved about. Um, Titanfall. I didn't get there straight away. I thought I would maybe start the Yakuza series, seeing as though we're mm-hmm. going to Tokyo. Yep. Um, and I googled which one to play first, and it's Yakuza Zero. I played about twenty minutes of it. I, I think. I think. You know, our tastes have changed, Steve. Since everybody <laughs> liked the Yakuza games, didn't they? It's a really slow intro, mm. and I thought I haven't got time for this because uh, I'm going to Japan in two and a half weeks. So um, yeah, so I, I played it. Realise you can't save anywhere. Sort of knew that by quitting to the main menu, I was going to have to start again, and then you know mm. uh, made peace with the fact that I'm not going to do that. So seven out of ten. <laughs> uh, moved on to Titanfall, which everybody has raved about, and it says you know there's quite a short, focused single player campaign. Um, it's really good. Is they it? Know, they, they know how to make a shooty game, mm. don't they? Respawn. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm an hour or so in. Uh, and it, yeah, it's just, it's just really lovely. Looks glorious, super tight. Guns feel good. And then you also get in a big robot thing and fight more people with that. Seven out of ten. I have been playing Super Mario Wonder. Have you? I'm a bit scared of this, Steve. Because um, I've not gone on with the recent 2D Marios. Hmm. Um, well, you know, admittedly, the last 2D Mario was a remake of the previous 2D Mario that I didn't really get on with. <laughs> loved, loved Odyssey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, struggled with New Super Mario Bros. Uh, and so, yeah, everybody's been raving about Wonder, and I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried to play it in case I don't like it. I played Sonic the Hedgehog, the new one. Okay. I don't like All it. Right. Um, the Sonic the Hedgehog feels like Sonic the Hedgehog did uh, in the 90s and it's a really faithful not remake but I, I guess a sequel to that line like if you liked that game uh, you will probably enjoy this or you won't enjoy paying 60 quid for it um but it is the same sort of thing you really enjoy it when you're whizzing fast through the levels and you have no control and you're just pinballing around and you're like this is amazing please don't give me control again because the platforming bits are slow and boring and floaty and awkward and just not fun um and then there's a boss battle and the bosses are you know funish and creative but it's the same sort of like thing oh run slightly floaty jump oh no i've timed it badly now i've lost all my rings quickly gather a few more then eventually grind the boss still take too long and i just you know i've never thought sonic is as good as mario as good a platforming game i've always thought technically back then it was ahead of its time now it really feels old it feels behind uh, the times seven out of ten but then uh, super mario wonder arrived and 
conveniently, it feels to me like a tribute to all of the Marios that have gone before, of course, but specifically to Super Mario World. It feels very, very similar structurally and the way it plays to Super Mario World and the way it unfurls the whole world. Um, but it feels like that game, with all of the lessons from games since and uh, Mario since folded in, you know, there are references to other 2D games and the 3D games. Indeed, if I was going to compare it to another Mario game, I'd compare it to Odyssey, actually, because it does that beautiful thing that Odyssey does, where you discover a new mechanic or a new enemy, and it uses it for maybe three levels, two levels, and then it goes, anyway... We're moving yeah. on. You deal with that. You can make a whole game around this. We're not going to. We're going to do something else. It is so full of joy throughout. And these wonder set pieces that happen when you collect a wonder seed and the whole world changes. Something might change to Mario or might change to one of the enemies or they'll just be a musical set piece. They're just brilliant. They're full of joy. And there's pretty much one to discover on each, each of those levels. Uh, completed it. Whoa, you must be the best of video games. Rolled the credits, I must be the best of video games, or I must have been found in a situation where my family was going hey. out, didn't have to see Simon, um, and yeah, had uh, a significant chunk of Saturday and Sunday. Um, and I'm now going back and playing it and picking through the, you know, going for the, the, the extra stars and seeds and that kind of thing. Um, it is easy. Um Except I have discovered the first of the, I can't remember, in the SNES version, it was called Star World, right? Uh, Star, yeah, the, yeah. The, there's something like that in yeah. in this, and I can't do the first level. I almost can. So there's okay. definitely a bit of a difficulty spike there. Um, I, I thought the last level was a bit rubbish. Um, the boss fight, the Bowser boss fight was great, but the level leading up to it's a bit rubbish. And there's one enemy that seems to just disappear rather than have a death animation. Those are my two complaints. That's it. Otherwise, it's perfect. Seven out of my, my My worry with it would be, um, like many of these games, Sackboy did it. Um, uh, it was one of the Mario games, I think, where, you know, it has uh, five... A certain number of challenges you can get per level, mm -hmm. and they and that and that is a currency in terms of unlocking subsequent worlds and levels yeah. and stuff like that. And one of these games, I got right to the end, mm -hmm. and I didn't have enough to get in. I'd, I'd always had enough to open up the next bit, yeah. and then I got to the end and I didn't have enough. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake! So I've now got to go through and play them all sort of slightly differently, or I can just go and play something else, which is what I chose to do. Does it, so it sounds like it doesn't have that, or it does have that, but it's quite it does. Forgiving. Yeah, it has that, but it's forgiving. I didn't have to go back at any point although i am quite good at video games simon so maybe that's the point there are plenty of indeed now i'm going back and finding whole levels that i just haven't touched you get two seeds maximum of two well there's some with three but it's mostly two seeds per level um and there are so many levels that the chances are you'll have hit the the gate just after playing playing them once there's lots of secrets to find lots of joy i would say as well uh sorry final point the script is very much for children so it's not got that nice super mario rpg thing of this is kind of funny like there's no laugh out loud moments it's for kids um and it should be really i wish they had that kind of pixar level kids intelligent like script writing there's no real reason nintendo can't spend a bit more time and love on that i think but it's such a beautifully designed game. Um, and I, I, I think okay. even you will enjoy it, Simon. I'll get it added to the birthday Christmas list, shall I? Yep, do it. That's the end of the show. Because I do want it. I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll bring the One Life Left copy to Japan. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> I can give you back no. Dark Souls as well, which I still have your, okay. your Switch copy of. No, I will... Um, I'll add it to the Christmas... I, I, I have to find things to add to the Christmas birthday mm. list, so so I'll, I will do that instead. Thank you, though. It's a good one. Uh, do you have, by the way... We've only got 20 seconds to discuss this. Do you mm. have uh, 51 Worldwide Classics on Switch? Or is it called Worldwide Games? The one that used to be 42 all-time classics. Nintendo do... Yeah, I think I do. Games Compendium. I, I think, think I do. Bring that to Japan. I think that'll be a nice I thing even, to... I wasn't even going to bring the Switch. All right, well, don't then. No, I will. I will. <laughs> uh, that's the end of our show. Thank you, everybody.
Uh, two more to go. Yeah, two more to go. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks to Resonance. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Goodbye. 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 I said goodbye this time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>